praise this morning, Lord. We're going to go right into God's Word. We're going to pray because we have started a new series because of last week that pushed us into a new series that we need to do. We may have to come back uh, to renew another mind, but right now we're going to have to start a new series today. Call somebody, let them know. It's time for the Word. Praise God. Regardless of what you've been going through, it's time for the word. You know, one thing about the word is it's your answer. The word of God is your answer to all your problems, all your situations. It's the word. Get the word. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right. Now, we're going to go right into God's word this morning. Uh, Romans chapter 12, verse 1 through 3. We're going to move our little string. You've got that little string in your Bible. We're going to move it today. Romans chapter 12, we're going to read that. Then we're going to turn to Colossians chapter 1, chapter 1, verse 9 through 14. That's where you're going to put that little string. Romans chapter 12 says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Amen. What is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God? All right. Now, that is where we have been. But we're going to move that little string in just a moment because we're going to show you where we have been, show you what we've been doing. And then after that, we're going to move that little string. Amen. We're going to pray. We're going to go to God in prayer. He's the man who wrote the book. He's the one to have all the answers. Heavenly Father, we thank you now for your word, your Holy Spirit, for your goodness, your mercy, your grace, your kingdom, your righteousness, your peace, your joy in the Holy Ghost. Thank you for renewing our minds. That's the first thing we want to do before we leave this thing. Thank you for giving us your Holy Spirit. Thank you for renewing our minds. Thank you for saving our souls. Thank you for giving us the Holy Spirit. All of that happened when God renewed your mind. Now we bless you, we praise you, we appreciate you. Now we thank you now for your wisdom and your knowledge, your understanding for us right now. In the blessed name of our Lord Jesus and through your precious blood, all the greet that prayer said amen. Amen. Praise God for his goodness. All right. Now. We're going to go into Colossians. I want to, before I get to Colossians, we're just going to recap. We're just going to recap you and let you know where we have been. Uh, we, have, we have talked about renewing your mind. We gave you eight tapes, uh, I mean uh, weeks, and we gave you uh, uh, part one, six tapes in volume one, and six tapes in volume two, 12 tapes. And then we start out on, how do I renew my mind? Now, all of this is on your podcast. How do y'all renew your mind? Now, if somebody want to renew their mind, we got the tapes now. How do I renew my mind? Part one and two. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Part one and two. Then we went to the next part uh, in volume number one. To be spiritual minded is life. To be spiritual minded is life. Then we did a volume two on renew your mind. 
We talked about to be carnal minded is death, part one and two. To be spiritual minded is life, is peace, I'm sorry. To be spiritual minded is peace. All right? Now, then we got on something last week because it was Father's Day. So God gave us a word in Colossians, giving thanks to the Father. Now we're going to turn that page, take that little string, and put it in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 9 through 14. Because now we, we are moving. See, that's how you teach series. First God gave us Renew Your Mind. Gave us 12 tapes on just Renew Your Mind. And then after he talked about Renew Your Mind, then he given us now the teachings extended from our last teaching. And the last teaching was giving thanks to the Father as we closed out volume two on Renew Your Mind. Because he's the one that renewed our mind. So if he renewed your mind, what did he do? Now, if he renewed your mind, what shall we do? See, th those are questions. If he renewed my mind, what did he do? He gave me eternal life. See, God saved my soul. He renewed my mind. He gave me his Holy Spirit. Now I have the mind of Christ. See, that's what he did. That's what he did. Now I'm going to take what he did and now giving thanks to the Father. So now this series now is giving thanks to the Father because if God renewed my mind, he made me a new creation. So now I should give thanks to the Father. So I can see why the Apostle Paul, throughout his whole ministry, he was just thanking the Father, thanking the Father. Why? Because God had given him eternal life. You see what I mean? Now, this series is going to be called Giving Thanks to the Father. Let's start reading with verse number 9, shall we? For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, we do not see to pray for you and the desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power, under all patience and long suffering with joyfulness. And here it is, verse 12, giving thanks to the Father. Now, after this word, giving thanks to the Father, giving thanks to the Father, because I see this, giving thanks to the Father, then I'm showing you now what the Father gets. See, I'm going to be reading out of my NLT and my good news. You see, giving thanks to the Father. Well, if I'm going to give thanks to the Father, if I'm going to be giving thanks to the Father, then I got to know what I'm giving thanks to the Father for. Amen. I'm giving thanks to the Father. I'm going to be reading the good news in the NLT. So I'm going to be reading that, but I'm going to come to this camera right now. Giving thanks to the Father. Well, if I'm going to give thanks to the Father, the verse told me what I need to be giving thanks to the Father for. 
First of all, I gave you two verses. I gave you Colossians chapter 1, verse 12. Let's look at it again. If I'm going to be giving thanks to the Father, it says, which has made us meet to be partaker of the inheritance of the saints in life. If I'm going to be giving thanks to the Father, then I'm thanking him for his inheritance. But you know, it's something what people were sitting there listening to this message. Do you know what his inheritance is? I'm going to take a moment. See, I want are these kind of things I want to talk about. I talked about them in my last message, but I'm going, to, I'm going to get a little profound today. If I'm giving thanks to the Father for his inheritance, Colossians chapter 1 and verse 9, I'm reading out the NLT, and verse number 12 says, always thanking the Father. Now, that's something that I've watched in the Apostle Paul ministry. I'm going to show you in Paul's ministry, he always was thanking the Father. Whatever he went through, you're going to find him thanking the Father. Now, this is what I want to see you do. This ministry here is a ministry that was birthed out of two scriptures. Philippians 4.13 and Philippians 4.19. We, we were birthed out of those two scriptures. Acts, 20, Acts 14, 27, when they had come and had gathered the church together, they rehearsed all that God had done with them and how he had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles. That's what this scripture's birthed out of. But those other two scriptures, I'm going to come right back to Galatians. In Philippians chapter 4 and verse number 13, these two scriptures it's what we've been eating on in this house for years. Philippians 4, 13 says, I can do all things through Christ. I'm going to read out the NLT. Watch this. The NLT says, I can do everything. My God Almighty. I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. I'm showing you why we're thinking it. Philippians 4.13, if you are part of the Door of Faith Christian Church family, you should mark that in your Bible because I want you to know that scripture. Eat it, eat it up. Regardless of what you're going through, this is the attitude you're supposed to have. I can do everything through Christ. King James said all things. Who strengthens me or who gives me strength. Now, let's go down in that same chapter. We're going to go down in Philippians 4 and verse 19. How, how is it going to happen? How am I going to be able to do this? Verse 19, and this same God who takes care of me. Oh, my God. This same God. Watch what Paul says. He's talking to the church at Philippi. He's letting them know the same God which takes care of me will supply all your needs for his, from his glorious riches. Now remember, that's why you're preaching Christ, because Christ is the riches of God. All right? This is the same God who take care of me, Paul said, will supply all of your needs from his glorious riches, 
which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. His glorious riches. Oh, my God Almighty, my God Almighty. I, you know, you just start out and you already feel the praise coming up. He's going to take care of me from all of his glorious riches that he's already given me in Christ. That's how God's going to take care of me. Oh, my God Almighty. Oh, is he good this morning? Our God is an awesome God. Our God is an awesome God. God already, those two scriptures. So when you say, but my God shall supply all of my need, but it's according to his riches in glory in Christ. So that's why he gave you Christ, so he can take care of all your needs. Good God am I. Why did he give you Christ? He gave you Christ so he can take care of you. This lets you know. Don't get religion. Don't, don't settle for religion. The apostle Paul settled for religion and he was deceived. It's God that takes care of you. It's God that renews your mind. So since he has renewed your mind, now he has given you Christ. Now Christ is in you and you in Christ. Now God now takes care of all your needs. You ought to give him praise. You ought to give him praise. All right. Now, Colossians chapter 1. In Colossians chapter number 1 and verse number 12. Colossians chapter 1 verse 12. Giving thanks. Giving thanks. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, giving thanks to the Father, which has made us meet to be partaker of the inheritance of the saints in life. Now, what did God do? I'm going to show you for the next 5 or 10 or 15 minutes. I'm going to introduce this message because I taught last week about the inheritance. About the inheritance. Now, what you won't understand is what are the inheritance. What are the inheritance? Let me, let me show you something. In Acts chapter 26, let me show you Paul's ministry. Acts chapter 26. And verse number 18. I'm going to read this out of the King James. Acts 26. This is, this is what God told Paul to do. Acts 26 and verse 18. He told Paul to open their eyes. Turn them from darkness. Turn them from darkness to light. Turn the people from darkness to light. Now this is what religion is telling you what happened to you when you got water baptized. I'm showing you in the word, it was the Father. And Paul said to you, giving thanks to the Father, which has made you meet to be partaker of the inheritance of the saints in life. I'm showing you the Father did it. How can you go back to religion and tradition again? Nobody baptized you and put you in Christ. Nobody baptized you in water and gave you the Holy Spirit. Nobody baptized you and, and renewed your mind. Nobody baptized you in water and gave you eternal life. Come on, get real, get real. It's the Father. He's the Father of lights. He's the Father of mercies. He's the Father of glory. See, He is the, he is the Father. Every good gift and every 
perfect gift comes from above, from the Father of, you got it, lights. Yes, sir. So he's the Father of lights. He's the Father of mercies. He's the Father of glory. He's the Father. See, everything you got coming from the Father. Don't give nobody the praise. It was the Father who sent his Son. It was the Father who sacrificed his Son on the cross so you can have eternal life. So you can have eternal life, which is inheritance. Don't you do that. Don't you let. That is worshiping of idols. Idolatry is giving credit to something that's not God. Idolatry. Witchcraft. People telling you that baptism and foot washing and bread on the table has something to do with your inheritance. It has absolutely nothing. Giving thanks to the Father, which has made us meet to be partaker of the inheritance of the saints in life. You give him the praise. You glory in Christ Jesus. You glory in the cross. You glory in your heavenly Father. Not in works. Man works at that. Acts 26 and verse 18. This is what God told Paul to do in the King James Version. Open their eyes. Turn them from darkness to light. Turn them from the power of Satan. See, at that time, it was the power of death, which was the power of sin. Turn them to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in Christ Jesus. Well, if God wanted to give you your inheritance, he's telling you your inheritance is eternal life. I'm going to show it to you in the Word. Now, are you going to tell me that you're going to baptize me in water and give me eternal life? Your soul is headed for hell if you believe that. Your soul is headed for hell if you've been, you've been deceived. No religion, no tradition can give you life. I'm going to give you two scriptures. That's how much I love you. I'm going to give you two scriptures. Galatians 2.21. Galatians 3.21. I'm going to give you two scriptures. I love you so much till I don't want to see you die and go to hell because if you believe in religion to save you, you're going to die and go to hell. Galatians chapter 2. And verse number 21, Paul said, I do not frustrate the grace of God as meaningless. For if keeping the law, and that's what water baptism is, that's what foot washing is, that's what bread on the table is. If keeping the law could make us right with God, good God Almighty, if water baptism can make you right with God, if Taking communion on the table can make you right with God. If washing your feet can make you right with God, watch what Paul says. Then there was no need for Christ to die. I read it to you out of NLT. You got your NLT? Watch this, Galatians 2, 21. I do, I do not treat the grace of God as meaningless. 
For if keeping the law could make us right with God, then there was no need for Christ to die. Christ died for your sins, sir. Not water baptism. Water baptism can't help you. Galatians chapter number 3 and verse 21. Galatians 3, 21. I'm reading out the, the NLT. Is there a conflict then between God's law and God's promises, he says? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. If the law could give us new life, my God Almighty, I'm going to talk to this camera in front of me. If the law, watch this, Galatians 3.21, if the law could have given us new life, we could be made right with God by obeying it. Isn't that something? You can't get life by obeying a law. That's why Christ died. So you can have his life. What an awesome, what an awesome God we serve. Now, I want to go back to, to my message, which is Colossians chapter number one. Because I want to teach you on inheritance. Now, we taught that this past Sunday service. As a matter of fact, I also want to say to those people out there who watch this service on Facebook, if you are part of the Door of Faith family, this is our day we celebrated our church anniversary. As a matter of fact, so you want to run some word on somebody out there and just happy church anniversary, 35 years. Amen. We, we want to thank the Lord for that. Get, you know, 35 years church anniversary today. Isn't that something? This, today will give us 35 years as the Door of Faith Christian Church family. So thank God for his goodness and for his mercy. And I also want to say to those people out there, because I get, I get a lot of calls. We're we, we praying for a lot of people. You know, I know we got birthdays going on out there. It just happened in the month of June. Happy birthday out there. All right. Make sure you send a shout out there. I want to send a shout out there. We just celebrated a birthday yesterday. Yesterday, uh, Sister Cynthia Carlis there, one of our nurses at the church. Happy birthday. Brother Dan Daniel out there, listen to her this morning. Happy birthday. These people just celebrated birthdays. Brian Gamble, anniversary. If there's some more out there, you might want to shout it out to somebody. Your anniversary just passed. Your birthday just passed in the month of June. We just want to say that because we love you. We love you, okay? All right. Now, we have, we have some people who lost loved one this week. Our prayers are going out for you. Our prayers are going out for you. Some of you lost loved ones this, this week. Amen. We didn't have a chance to talk to him yet, Brother Johnny Williams. Uh, we we want to we let you know we're praying for your family, man. You know, uh, Sister Ella Fladea. These people go to this ministry. Amen. Eloise Fladea. We, we just want to make sure. You know, we, we, we haven't forgotten you. We got people lost loved ones. And there, there are people who we are not calling names. There are just so many things, so many people sick going through. We're praying for you. We got a call just, just the other night. Mother Arlene Tankersley was in the hospital in Atlanta, Georgia. Hope she listened to her this morning. So many people all over who are getting this message. We haven't forgotten you. We haven't forgotten all those people who are giving and sending financial to this ministry. 
Man, we got so much to be thankful for. We are rejoicing. We couldn't do this if you didn't help us. We're grateful. We're thankful that God spoke to your heart to support this ministry. We're going to give you the word, though. We're going to give you one hour of word. Here we go. Here we go. We're talking about Ben Harris's Colossians chapter number one. Colossians chapter number one, verse 12. That's where we are right now. Giving thanks to the Father which has made us meet to be partaker of the inheritance of the saints in light. And I'm going to show you that what he made you partaker of, of the inheritance, was the promise. And the promise is eternal life. Let's go to work. We're going to go back to Ephesians. We're going to do this out the NLT. We're going to go back to Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. He made you a part of his holy family. He made you, gave you a part, made you a part of the heavenly family. In doing so, he, gonna, he gave you eternal life. Now you got to understand, this is why you can't play with your salvation. So when I keep saying to you, when I keep saying to you, I don't, I don't really meaning the harm, I just don't want you to miss it. Nobody can baptize you in water and put you in Christ. I can't say that enough. Only the Spirit, 1 Corinthians chapter number 12 and verse 13. Get a chance to read that. Only the Holy Spirit can put you in Christ. Man can't put you in Christ no matter what we do. The Holy Spirit will put you in Christ when you believe 1 Corinthians 15 Christ died for your sins and he was buried and God raised him from the dead. When you believe that, the Holy Spirit would put your soul in Christ and the Holy Spirit would put himself and you in your soul. Not only you in Christ, but Christ in you. Why is that important, Pastor? Because that is the first thing he gave you was the inheritance. That's why I taught on Renew Your Mind. To renew your mind is when the Holy Ghost comes and lives inside of you, in your soul, and your soul lives in Christ. He makes you a new creature. He makes you a new creation. All right, here we go. Now, in Ephesians chapter number 3, we will look at verse 6. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 6. I'm reading out the NLT. This is God's plan. Both Gentiles and Jews who believe the good news... Talking about Christ's death, burial, and resurrection now. You got to get that. Paul said, and this is God's plan, both the Gentiles and the Jews who believe the good news, which is Christ's death, burial, and resurrection, share equally in the riches inherited by God's children. Both are part of the same body. Both enjoy the promise of blessings because they belong to Christ Jesus. That's NLT. So, but I want to show you in the Word of God that the promise is eternal life. Let's go look at that. Go to, go, go to uh, Timothy. Uh, let's go to 2 Timothy 1. 2 Timothy chapter 1. See, you got to know what the, what the inheritance is, what the promise is. You know, I hear so many believers who are saved, 
and don't even know they have eternal life. Listen, to be saved means I got eternal life. You know, I've heard people ask questions like, well, do you believe in once saved, always saved? Once you get eternal life, you become a new creation. Now answer me the question. How are you going to go back being an old creature again? If God made you a new creation, who's going to make you an old creation again? That's what you got to understand. Let me put it another way. When God puts you in the spirit, take you out of the flesh, put you in the spirit, who's going to take you out of the spirit and put you back in the flesh again? Nobody. See, the key is so many people are trying to believe religion, tradition to save them, and they won't. So they come into church for a while, they get water baptized, or they put, a, put their little piece of paper in the pan, and they get water baptized, they never changed. They never changed. They still have the spirit of the devil. They still live in the flesh. They trust it, water baptism, foot washing, bread on the table to save them, and it can't. It was not made for that. Those were types and shadows of the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. Once you get Christ in you, and you in Christ, believe me, nobody is able to pluck you out of the Father's hand. Now, that's what Jesus said, okay? Now, look at 2 Timothy chapter 1. 2 Timothy chapter 1, we're going to show you eternal life. Paul, the apostle of Jesus Christ, we're reading out the King James Version. Paul, the apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, according to the promise of life, that's eternal life, which is in Christ Jesus. I'm going to read out the NLT. The promise. I'm showing you what the promise. So when God promised, remember he told Paul in Acts 26 that they may receive the promise. Well, the promise is eternal life. Second Timothy chapter 1. I'm reading out the NLT now. This letter is from Paul, chosen by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus. I have been sent out to tell others about the life he has promised, watch this, through faith in Christ Jesus. Now, how are you going to get the life? I just read out the NLT. You're going to get the life through faith in Christ Jesus. Well, if I don't preach to you Christ, how are you going to get the life? See, if you're going to a place where you got to be baptized in water to get the Holy Spirit, you're not going to get it. You've been deceived. I can't say it enough for 100,000 years. Out of 40 years of ministry, you've been deceived. But you know what? You still got time. You still got time. Turn to the Lord Jesus Christ. Ask the Father. Just say, Father, am I deceived? Show me I'm, I'm, if I'm deceived. Just show me if I'm deceived. Listen, I'm going to give you another six or seven scriptures. Are you believing the Bible? Or are you believing the book of Acts? Let me say it again. Are you believing the Bible? Or you just believe in a few chapters in the book of Acts. Don't be deceived. 
2 Timothy chapter 1 out of the NLT. This letter is from Paul, chosen by the will of God. To be an apostle of Jesus Christ, Paul said, I have been sent out to tell others about the life he has promised through faith in Christ Jesus. He has promised through faith in Christ Jesus. King James says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God according to the promise of life, which is in Christ Jesus. Now, if the life is in Christ Jesus, then you got to be in Christ Jesus to enjoy the life. Let me show you that again. Let's go to Romans chapter 8. See, don't let nobody fool you. I'm telling you what they're telling you. I know what they're telling you. They tell you when I baptize you in water in Jesus' name, I'm going to put you in Christ. And they cannot do it. That's deception. Nobody but the Holy Ghost can put you in Christ. Romans chapter 8 and verse number 2. Watch it. Watch what they're going to say. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life is where? Is in Christ Jesus. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. See, the law of the spirit of life is in Christ Jesus. For what the law could not do. Listen, for what baptism couldn't do. John the Baptist couldn't do. John the Baptist baptized them, but he couldn't give them life. John the Baptist baptized them, but he couldn't give them life. He told them, I'm here to prepare the way of the Lord. Another cometh after me, whose shoes I'm not worthy to, to, to tear, to tie and to loose. He shall. Come on now. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Listen, man couldn't do that. The Holy Spirit had to be given to you by Jesus himself. He's the only one that could give life. Now, let's look at it again. Eternal life. Ephesians chapter 1 told us what they're here. Let's go, let's just, run, let's just walk it down. We're just going to walk it down. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 9. Ephesians 1 and 9. We're talking about the inheritance. But the inheritance now is eternal life. Don't let nobody fool you. God has blessed us. The Bible told us in Ephesians 1 and 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Watch this. In Christ. So the whole thing about churches, why we are separated, because there are some churches are telling you, you get in Christ through water baptism. I'm saying that's a lie. You get in Christ by the Holy Spirit. Now, what scripture are they using? The book of Acts. I'm showing you in the word of God. Let me show it to you. Let me go to it right now. First Corinthians chapter 12. I'm going to show you what the Bible says. First Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 13. For by one spirit 
Are we all baptized in the one body? Let me say it again. I'm reading you out the King James Version. For by one spirit are we all put into, the word baptized means put into, are we all put into one body, whether we be Jew or Gentile, whether we be born or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. Read the same thing out of the NLT. I'm, I'm, I'm showing you what the word says. If you believe a lie, you'll die and go to hell, but it won't be my fault. God had you to turn to this station because he wanted you to know the truth. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse number 13, at the NLT, this was the NLT. Some of us are Jews. Some are Gentiles. Some are slaves. Some are free. But we have been all baptized. But we have all, all been baptized in one body by one spirit. Now that's your Bible. Read your Bible. Some of us are Jews, Paul says. Some of us are Gentiles. Some of us are slaves and some of us are free. But we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit. And we all share the same spirit. Don't be deceived. Nothing that man can do to put you in Christ. All right, now. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 9 through 11. Here we go. Ephesians 1. Having made known to us the mystery of his will, Paul says, or caught him, I'm reading out the King James. Having been made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he has purposed in Christ, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ. He, he, watch how it happened. He did it. That in the dispensation of the fullness of time, he might gather together in one all things in Christ. Remember, he did it. Both which are in heaven and which are in earth or on earth, even in him. Then it says, in whom? In Christ. Also we have obtained. In Christ. We have obtained an inheritance. What is the inheritance once again? Eternal life. You out there right now on Facebook, I'm going to ask you the question again. What is the inheritance? So you got to know what the inheritance is. The inheritance is I have eternal life. Now, in Christ. Don't let nobody mess with your eternal life. Let me say it again. Don't let nobody mess with your eternal life. This thing could cost you your life. Let me put it like this. You who are thinking you are saved by water baptism, it's going to cost you your life. It's going to cost you your life because it's, you can't get life through water baptism. Only Christ, 
Only the Father giving thanks. That's why we're giving him thanks. He the one that made us meet to be partaker with the saints in life. Nobody else can do that. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 11 say, In whom we have obtained an inheritance. What do, we, what do we obtain? Eternal life. We obtain an inheritance. What is it again? It's eternal life. The reason why I said this, because you got so many people go to church who don't know the Bible. And you hear things like this, especially at funerals. Oh, dear, she's dead now. He's dead now. They going to get the reward. Wait a minute. They going to get their reward. What you think the reward is? The reward is eternal life. You don't die and go get the reward. You got about to get it now. That's why I keep saying what I'm telling you. Don't be deceived. This could cost you your life. Listen, if I'm wrong, I'm going to die and go to hell for what I believe. Are you going to die and go to hell for what you believe? Because if you're wrong, it's going to cost you your life. You've been in church all your life. You not believe in the Bible, you believe in a man or religion or tradition or denomination. It's going to cost you your life. I'm giving you the word. Once again, Ephesians chapter number 1 verse 11, in whom we have obtained in Christ, we have obtained an inheritance which is eternal life, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who works all things out the counsel of his own will. All right, let's show you some more. Well, let's go to Titus chapter 3. Titus chapter 3. I'm going to read that out of the King James and the Good News. Now I'm going to show you what the Word of God says. I'm showing you your inheritance is eternal life. Titus chapter 3 and verse 3. Paul said, we ourselves also were sometimes foolish, disobedient, watch this, deceived. The Paul, the apostle, was deceived by religion, tradition of men. Then he said again, Paul was deceived by works, religion, tradition of men. Let me show it to you. Hold your finger in Titus. Let me show it to you. Look at Galatia. He was deceived. Look at the book of Galatia. Chapter number one. Galatia, chapter number one. And verse 11. I'm going to wait till you get there. Paul himself was deceived. With the Jews' religion. That's what you're doing with water baptism. That's the Jews' religion. That's what you're doing with Passover on the table. That's the Jews' religion. Foot washing. That's the Jews' religion. It was never given to the body of Christ. Never. Galatians chapter 1 and verse 11. I certify you, brethren. Paul is talking to the Galatians. I certify you, brothers, he says. That the gospel which was preached of me, watch this, 
It's not after man. Praise God for his goodness. It's not after man. I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it. But by the revelation of Jesus Christ. Paul said, we have heard of, of my, you, you heard, you heard, you heard of my conversation of, you know, how I used to live and go to church. Watch what he's going to say now. In time past, in the Jews' religion. Paul said, that's where I was. You know, I was caught up in the Jews' religion. Now tell me where you got water baptism from, anybody. You got it from the Jews' religion. You didn't get it from Paul. 1 Corinthians 1, 17 says, Paul said, uh, look, I got to go there now. I'm not done with Galatia. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 1. You didn't get this from Paul. You got it from the Jews' religion. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse number 17. Paul said, Christ sent me not. 1 Corinthians 1, 17. Paul said, Christ sent me not to baptize. He sent me to preach the gospel, not with the wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of non-effect. When you preach the cross, you can't preach water baptism. And that's what people are doing. They're trying to preach the cross and water baptism. That's why the cross has no power in your church. Verse 18, not done with you. The preaching of the cross... 1 Corinthians 1, 18. It's to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved. The preaching of the cross, watch this, is the power of God. What are you preaching? Water baptism? Let me show you verse 21 before I go anywhere. 1 Corinthians 1, 21, King James. Paul said, for after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Verse 23, but we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews who keep in religion, tradition, or stumbling block. Under the Greek foolishness, but unto us which are called, both Jews and Greek, Christ is the power of God. What are you preaching? Christ is the wisdom of God. Verse 24. What are you preaching? See, that's what you got to understand. I'm talking to you. You go into a church. What is your pastor preaching? It's an awesome thing to sit up in there and die and go to hell and you can read and write. You've been to college, man. You got the high school degree. You got 14 years, 16 years, and you're going to let somebody tell you what's not right in the Bible. I'm giving you the Bible, showing you how you got your eternal life. We're not done. Paul was in the Jews' religion. Galatians, that's where we're at. Galatians chapter 1 and verse 13. You heard of my conversation. The word conversation is my lifestyle. This is the way I used to live. In time past, he says. In time past, in the Jews' religion, Paul was a Pharisee of the Pharisees. And he wasn't saved. 
Let me say it again. Paul was a Pharisee of the Pharisees, a leader, but he wasn't saved. That's what he's telling you. You heard Galatians 1.13, you heard of my conversation in time past in the Jews' religion, how that beyond measure, I persecuted the church of God and wasted it. And watch what happened. And he profited. In the Jews' religion, he profited above many his equal in his own nation. He was more exceeding zealous of the traditions of his fathers. What was the tradition of his fathers? Come on now. What a baptism. Moses, bread on the table, foot washing. Those were the tradition of his father. Watch what he says. He said, that's where I was. I was zealous of that. But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb, called me by his grace. Oh, my God, you got to tell me I'm right. You got to tell. You got to be able to say, preach, pastor. Come on now. Tell us the truth, pastor. Watch what the word of God says. Paul says in Galatians chapter number one, verse number 16, when he pleased God in verse 15, who separated me from my mother's womb, called me by his grace. When that happened to me, Paul says, to reveal his son in me, when he put his son in me, that I may preach him, that I may preach him, not water baptism, I can preach him now. Among the heathen immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood, Paul says. Neither went I up to Jerusalem. To them there was possible for me. I went out to Arabia and I returned again to Damascus. Man, I had to go to, the, I had to, go to Arabia. I had to go out there where Moses was. When God gave them the law, I had to go find out what happened. I had all my marbles on water baptism and foot washing and circumcision. But when it pleased God... To reveal his son in me. Now I confer it not with flesh and blood. That's what needs to happen to you. You got to meet him. Religion not going to save you. He could not save Paul. Paul had to be changed. And you got to be changed. Hallelujah. All right, let's go on. Let's look at Titus. Titus. That's what we're reading. Titus chapter 3, verse 3 through 7. Titus chapter 3. Now Paul says, we ourselves also were sometimes foolish. We were disobedient. We were deceived, remember? We were serving, watch what he was serving, divers lusts. He was serving pleasures. He was living in malice, envying, hating, and hating one another. But after the kindness and the love of God our Savior towards man appeared, he says, not by works of righteousness which we have done. See, he's telling you, this is nothing we have done. But according to his mercy, he saved us. By the washing of regeneration, renewing of the Holy Ghost, which he shared on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. That being justified by his grace, 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 we should be made heirs now, heirs, that's the inheritance, that's the promise, that's eternal life, according to the hope of eternal life. Now, I'm going to read the same thing out of NLT. Now, we're reading you Titus chapter number 3. Oh, this is good. 
I'm telling you, when, when it's good, just tell somebody, this is good stuff. I'm telling you, this is good stuff, man. Now, let me, let me go on because I got to show you something in Titus chapter 3. I'm showing you this in Titus 3. I'm showing you to it out of the NLT. Now, we just read verse number 3 out of the King James. Let's read verse 3. Once we too, Paul said, we were foolish. We were disobedient. We were misled. And we believed and we became slaves to many lusts and pleasures. Our lives were full of evil, envy, and we hated each other. But when God, our Savior, revealed his kindness and love, he saved us. Not because of the righteous thing we have done, but because of his mercy. He washed away our sins. Good God Almighty. We read not the NLT. What did he do, Paul? Verse number five says he washed away our sins. What else did he do? Giving us a new birth. Come on now. Gave you new life? Yeah, what else did he give you? He gave me new life through the Holy Spirit. My God Almighty. Gave me new life through the Holy Spirit. He generously poured out the Spirit upon us through Jesus Christ, our Savior. And because of his grace, he declared us righteous, gave us confidence that we will inherit eternal life. My God Almighty. Who did it? Come on, you got, you got to give it up today. Who did this? Christ did this. The Father, giving thanks to the Father. That's why we're going to stop right here. We're not going to just preach one message last week. All giving thanks to the Father, pedicate, pedicate, bake us a man, roll in and roll in, put it in a pet. No, 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 no. We're going to do this. We're going to show you it's the Father who saved you. It's the Father who gave you eternal life. It's the Father who put you in Christ. And I'm here to preach it to you until you call somebody and just tell them, you know what, I used to believe. Somebody going to do that today. Pastor, I used to believe the other way to be saved by religion, traditional men. But today, I changed my mind. I know who did this now. Nobody. Nobody. There's a woman I listen to all the time. It talks about the blood. It talks about the blood. The blood of Christ. The blood of Christ. That's who did it. Give him the praise for his son. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, we're in Titus. Look right there, Titus chapter 1, verse 1 and 2. You're in Titus chapter 1, verse 1 and 2. Out of the King James. He said, Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect and the acknowledging of the truth, which is after godliness. Watch what verse 2 says. In hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie, promise. I'm telling you what the promise is. What is the promise? Eternal life. What did he promise? He promised eternal life before the world began. He promised eternal life. Watch this now. Before the world began. And the very next verse says, 
he has in due time manifested his word through preaching. How did God going to get it to you? He's going to get it to you through preaching. Preach, Reverend. Somebody always said preach, Pastor. My God Almighty. I got to get the NLT one more time. Titus chapter 1. God already told you. Don't believe no lie. Titus chapter 1 and verse 1. This letter is from Paul, a slave of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ. I have been sent to preach faith to those God has chosen and to teach them to know the truth that shows them how to live godly. This truth gives them confidence that they have eternal life. Oh my God Almighty, going to tell you right now, just N-E-L-T. Spell it out for them, would you please? This truth gives them confidence that they have eternal life which God who does not lie promised them before the world began. Listen, do you want what God promised you? See, if you want what God promised you, you ought to wave your hand out there. You ought to be able, to, if you're on Facebook, you ought to be able to say, look, I want what God promised me. Well, what did God promise you? He promised you eternal life. Don't lie to me, preacher. Don't tell me you can baptize me in water and give me eternal life. Don't do me like that. If it won't work, just tell me it don't work. If, if Jesus is the only Savior, then just tell me. Tell me to my faith. We only got one Savior. Only Jesus can save you. That's why he's called the Savior. Now, Paul told them this. And verse 2 said, This truth gives them confidence that they have eternal life, which God, who does not lie, promised them before the world began. And then in verse number three, and now at just the right time, he has revealed this message, Paul says, which we announce to everyone, he says. It is by the command of God our Savior that I've been entrusted with this work for him. Paul said, he gave me this message so to make sure you get eternal life. Now, you can, you can sit here and let somebody lie to you and take you all the way back here to the book of Acts of John the Baptist, baptized in the wilderness. Or you can believe the gospel of Christ, which is the power of God unto salvation. I'm going to start on this one. And I'm going to give you one more. I gave it to you already, but I'm going to give it to you again. 2 Timothy 1 and 1. I the King James, 2 Timothy 1 and 1. Paul, the apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, according to the promise. What was the promise one more time? What was the promise? You out there on Facebook, what was the promise? It's the promise of life. That's what God promised. He promised life. Where is the life? It's in Christ Jesus. Where is the life? It's in Christ. So why is this thing is so important that you be in Christ? And you can't believe no man going to put you there. You got to believe that God himself has a plan. Oh, my God Almighty. If God's going to save me, he got to have a plan. I can't put my confidence in man. I'm like, I'm like Jane Cleveland. 
I'm glad God made the sunshine. I'm glad. See, you got to understand something. Because if man made the sunshine, this is what he said, he might not let it shine on me. So I'm glad that God gave us salvation. I don't have to do it man's way. God told me, this is what he told me, 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preach to you, which also you have received and wherein you stand. I'm reading out the King James. By which also you are saved. If you keep in memory what I preach to you, unless you have believed in vain. For I deliver to you first of all that which I also received, how Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and the third day he rose again according to the scripture. God told you how to be saved. Lift your hand right where you are. Father, I believe. Christ died for my sins according to the scripture. Father, I believe that Jesus was buried in, in a borrowed tomb. I believe that three days and three nights he stayed there. But on the third day, on the third day, after the three days and three nights were over, Jesus got up from the grave. All power in his hands. Put your faith and your confidence in Christ's death burial and resurrection. Now receive God, Holy Spirit. Father, I thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for making me one of your sons. My time is up. I thank you for yours. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.